Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your wonderful heart towards us that we can expect you to be in our presence. That you want to be in our presence. And you want us in your presence. That this is purposeful for you to, to be with us. This is, this is something that you desire, that you hunger for, and that you want us to come into your presence because you know that we will receive freedom when we're in your presence. That we'll get a, a glimpse of, of what it means to be your son and daughter this morning. So that's what we're asking for. We're asking for you to reveal your word to us so that when we leave this place, we are different because we were in your presence, because we heard your words, because we saw a glimpse of you, and because you were so anxious to reveal yourself to us and so wanting to do that. So we, we're, we're, we're grateful this morning, and we ask for that to be done. I ask that you would empty me of me and that you would speak through me your wonderful words of life so that all of us can see you in a, in a newer, a fresher, and a more vibrant way. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 34. It's one of my favorite psalms. It's uh, something that speaks to me. Now, as I was uh, 10 days away from you, I was thinking about what I would speak on, what God wanted me to share when I got home. And I came up with like three different scenarios. One of them was about Christian zombies. It's probably, truthfully, you're probably glad I'm not speaking about that one today. So that's okay. <laughs> it was actually pretty good. And I thought, you know, you know, this would be really interesting, but maybe for a future date. And a couple other different ones. And then finally, God, you know, I was reading this just actually for myself. I come to this psalm often because it, there's a wonderful word in here. And it's just a three-letter word. But it's all throughout this scripture. And it's the word all. All. It's a marvelous little word, but it is saturated throughout this scripture, this passage. And it's wonderful that this word is so powerfully embedded in this scripture. So what I would like to do this morning, no notes, I'm going to take apart this scripture verse by verse with the Holy Spirit's help. And let us dig deeper into what allness means this morning for us. Okay, so let's, let's begin. I will bless, and I love it, Psalm, Psalm just gets right to business here. He goes, I will bless the Lord at all times. All times. You know, we were in this wonderful little bubble of a blessing while we were traveling. The, the weather was great. The car was running great. Traffic was wonderful. Everything about the trip was just this bubble of joy and blessing and vitality and life. It was awesome. And then you come, Monday morning comes. You've got to go back to work. You've got to go back to school. You've got to go back to your routine. And you wonder where the blessing went sometimes. You wonder... And maybe you're like me, you know, when you're in this bubble of blessing and you know, you know you're in this bubble, right? You know when something is really, really good happening, you know you're in this bubble of blessing. And all of a sudden, you start doing this. If you're like me, you start doing this. Start looking over your shoulder, right? Because you're waiting for what? The bubble to break or the shoe to drop or whatever else. We're just kind of like expecting it because we're saying, wow, it's... This, can't, this is just too good to be true. Something bad is about to happen. Isn't that awful? Isn't that awful as human beings that we do that? And I know we're human. I know God has grace on that. And he understands us about, that, about the weakness that we have in that. But I don't think he means for us to walk in that. See, because it may be a season of blessing, but this is, it's a blessing that's meant to season us. It's, see, the joy of the Lord is our strength. 
So when we might be experiencing joy, when we might be walking in that joy, and we, we have no doubt that we are, that is meant to strengthen us for what comes next. So I will bless the Lord at all times. You know, when the bubble of blessing is around me and when I'm not walking in that bubble of blessing, I will bless the Lord at all times. That word bless is interesting. That word actually means to kneel. To kneel. This is an attitude of worship. So I will kneel before my God at all times. I'm in a complete position of surrender to him at all times. I will worship him at all times. Not just when things are going great. Not when things are just going so-so. All times. I will kneel before him and worship him because he's God. All right? Uh, hopefully we can get past the first verse here. But anyway, so I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. As we go through this passage, we're going to see two very important themes in this passage. The two themes are God delivers and God saves. God delivers and God saves. The Hebrew word for delivers means to snatch away. To snatch away. The Hebrew word for saves means to be free. So think about those two things throughout the scripture, because you'll say those words over and again. You know, next to the word all, these two things are throughout this passage. It's a powerful passage here. Okay, let's move on. Verse 2. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear it and be glad. My soul makes its boast. It will rave and celebrate. It will rave and celebrate. My voice will worship. It will rave about God. It will boast about Him, about how good He is, how faithful He is. Let the humble hear and be glad. That word means, glad means to brighten up and have joy. To brighten up and have joy. I sought the Lord. And he answered me and he delivered me, snatched me away from all my fears, from all my fears. I sought the Lord. That word means to frequent a place. To frequent a place, to go to often. What the psalmist is saying, he says, this is my, my go-to position. I'm seeking God. When I'm desperate for something, this is, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to seek God. When I'm in a good place, I'm, I'm going, guess what? I'm going to seek God. It doesn't matter. This is my go-to place, my frequent place, seeking God. Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never, shall never be ashamed. That word ashamed means condemned. My face shall never be condemned. I don't have to look away in shame when I come before the Father. I can look right at him. I can look into his eyes. I don't have to be ashamed. I don't have to come. I come boldly as a son and daughter of the Most High, knowing that I can look at my father's face because he loves me. I won't be condemned. This poor man cried. That poor actually means to be depressed and afflicted. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of what? All his troubles. That trouble word actually means tightness. It's being squeezed. The angel of the Lord encamps around them who fear him and delivers them. Snatches them away. 
That word camp actually means to abide. But when you're about to lay siege. Now listen to that. Not only are the angels of the Lord that camped around us, abiding with us, protecting us, but they're getting ready to lay siege to the enemy. Look at that. Think about that for a moment. What God does for us. See, his protection around us is preparing us for battle. That's what this is referring. He says, yes, they're camping around me. They're protecting me because we're about to take it to the enemy. Good stuff. It's good stuff. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, taste and see. That word means to try something for yourself. Try something for yourself. Try God's goodness. Who takes refuge in him. Hides himself in. And then has hope. Someone who takes refuge in God hides himself within God and then has hope. Who's holding us? Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. Have no lack. No deficiency. No deficiency. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord, and that word seek means to follow closely in worship, to follow closely in worship, lack no good thing. Good thing means to favor and the best. They lack no good thing. They don't lack the favor of God. They don't lack the best of God. Oh, Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you to fear the Lord. What man is there that desires life? And that word actually means strong and alive. And who loves many days that he might see good. Here is our response. This is, you know, this is what God is asking us, our response to do. Okay, he's right here. If we want to desire this kind of life, if we want to walk in awedness, the psalmist is telling us what we must do. Keep your tongue from evil. I'm going to suggest something. What I just shared a little while ago, talking about when you're in this bubble of thanksgiving, and you're in this bubble of blessing, and you start looking over your shoulder, and you start expecting the other shoe to drop, we are showing that we don't really trust the Father. Can we make some kind of agreement together this morning even? And make some kind of proclamation that we will no longer do that as a people. I realize we're human beings and we're going to feel that way. I'm going to feel that way. But I want to make a proclamation this morning that that's not my default set anymore. And I don't want that for you either. That once you start to think that way, you come against it with with the truth. Knowing who our Father is. That even if what seems like a blessing is ended, does our Father take care of us? Isn't that a blessing in itself? Did our Father redeem us? Isn't that a blessing in itself? So in truth, we are never walking out of blessing if we're His. Because salvation is the greatest blessing that there could be. 
It's something that goes on for eternity. All the other things in our life, or most of the other things are temporal. They, they fade away. I love the ocean. I love going to the ocean. But someday I will never go to the ocean again. I love a good meal. Someday I won't be able to eat that kind of food again. All this, all the list, list of things. But here it says, keep your tongue from evil. If I start to speak things like, oh man, things are going too good. Something, something's about to happen. I think that is speaking evil. I know, I'm not trying to come down on any of you. I'm coming down on myself. I, I say things like that inside. Let's, let's not do that anymore. Let's encourage each other not to, to do that anymore. And keep your lips, lips from speaking deceit because that's also lying to ourselves. The Father is good. He is always good. Even when things are not going good for us. It doesn't change the fact that He's good. So let's keep our, our lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Because the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry. That word toward means with, near, and close. So it's not just that God has got his attention towards us and he's claiming his ear to us. He's doing it. He's like, he's this close. He's that close. That close. He's up close and personal. He's in our face in a good way. He wants us to know how attentive he is. That's what this word means. His eyes are towards us. His ears are toward us. And you know what? They're continuously towards us. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And he's going to cut off their memory of them from the earth. When we start to worry about when we read the news and hear the news and we see all the things in the world, we wonder about all the evil we see. Someday, God's going to make it right. Someday, God's going to make it right. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears. That word means pay attention. He understands. And delivers them out of some of their trouble. A few of their troubles. The ones he wants to. All of them. All of them. The, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted, and He saves the crushed in spirit. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted, and He saves, sets free the crushed in spirit. Do you ever feel like your spirit was crushed? Yeah, lots of times, right? You ever feel like your heart was broken? Yeah, lots of times. But he's close to us. He's near, up close and personal, and he sets us free, saves us. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, right? We could probably all of us say that. Many are my afflictions. But the Lord delivers him, snatches him out of them all. Here's a little prophecy about our Lord here too. He keeps all his bones and not one of them is broken. Keeps all his bones and not one of them is broken. Affliction will slay the wicked, but those who hate the righteous will be condemned. 
The Lord redeems. That word means ransom. Releases. The life of his servants. And none of those who take refuge in him. And that word, that particular word refuge means stronghold. Who takes a stronghold in him will be condemned. Will not be guilty. Will not be punished. How powerful is that three little word, all? If we can just embrace it this morning. The Lord saves. The Lord delivers. The Lord saves. The Lord delivers. I wonder, is there someone here this morning that might need a little saving and a little delivering? I'd like to take the time and pray for you. I have the leaders of the church pray for you. Maybe you're thinking, you know what? Ah, you know this, what you're saying, it sounds great, but I don't, I'm not feeling it. It's really not about feeling it. It's about understanding what the Word says and believing that it's true, because it is. So if there's anyone that would like prayer this morning, I would like to take the opportunity just to, to do that. Let's, let's take the time. Let's take the time to pray for one another.